Uh, hi, everyone. This is Trevor Halpern, and this is the second full episode of the What's Halperning podcast. Uh, thank you guys for bearing with us with the uh, with the Zoom episodes and the, uh, as I was calling them, the COVID chronicles. Um, <clears throat> all the guys that you saw on those episodes will be on for full episodes, so I hope you got a good little teaser. Um, today, uh, I'm honored and pleased to have my friend Chris Ellington here with me. Uh, Chris is a dad, a businessman, an entrepreneur. Um, Chris and I have known each other for do 20 years, maybe longer. Yep. Um, and, uh, but we've really like reconnected in the last year and a half, two years and have gotten to know each other in a much, um, deeper, uh, much more, um, uh, you know, darn right, almost spiritual level, really getting to know sure. each other as, as people and, and seeing each other. So, uh, Chris, thanks for coming, man. Yeah. Thanks for being yeah, here. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's uh, funny when you ask for things and uh, all of a sudden you're in front of a camera. So yeah, right. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you, one text message or two texts and yeah. then all of a sudden you're here. And, yeah. No, thank uh, you for having me, man. Uh, it's, it's uh, a pleasure. I yeah, appreciate dude. you having me. Yeah. Well, you know, part of, part of what we, what the idea for this podcast was to take the conversations that I literally get to have. Like sure. I don't have them. I get to the, sure. the conversations that I have throughout my, my day in my life are, um, some of the best fuel for my life. And I get to have some amazing conversations and you and I have some amazing conversations. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I think the first time Leah got exposed to me and you talking, she was like, whoa, <laughs> like, wow, you guys like, yeah. you, you know, like it, it was a little bit of soul food for it too. So, sure. um, dude, tell us a little bit about like, you know, you are, you've got that entrepreneurial brain. Yes. Um, you know, you're a licensed real estate agent, you're a licensed general contractor, uh, you're, you're, you, you've got a services business and, and, uh, uh, in the retirement communities, like what, what got that entrepreneurial spirit going? What, what got you, what got that fire lit? Um, I don't know, uh, specifically, um, but I, throughout my life, I've just, I've been into stuff. Um, I've been tearing stuff down. I've been just trying to figure out how it works. I've, I'm extremely interested in process. Um, and so I've always wanted to create for myself and, um, I got, I got the exposure. Um, first and foremost, I thought I'd wanted to go into like a, a CEO type position in in a big corporation and, and do those type things and, and kind of shout orders down the line. And, and once I got into, once I got into that, that, uh, arena, I realized that, that it's it's already just a created system that other people are using to to monetize and, and create a life for themselves and and that I could do it just as well or or at least in a in a avenue in which I thought I was uh, capable and so during that time working for corporate America um, a friend of mine was was returning from San Antonio and he's been in the house investment business and he he was looking for a partner on a couple of deals and I, I started doing that and like literally a fire was lit inside of me about an opportunity to kind of create for myself. And I, uh, I jumped at the opportunity, quit the job that I was recently uh, promoted in. And most of my family was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I um, love that one. <laughs> but, you know, I just I, I had to go find out, you know, so um, I did. And that's where I'm at. Um, so when you jumped into the entrepreneurial world, was it an instant success? Did it, did it take some, did you take some licks? Like, what did you learn from it? Yeah, honestly, I mean, from project to project basis, um, jumping into the house flipping and going down to the auctions and buying these properties, seeing it beforehand and then, uh, you know, acquiring them and go through that whole process. I mean, yeah, you, you, you get hurt a little bit. Um, that was a time where a lot of people were profiting and there was some, some margins given the market circumstances and stuff like that. But, um, I did, I did fairly, I did very well. I did very well. So long as my attention was on, was on the pulse of my business, right. my business was doing well. Um, I was my own advisor uh, for that success and remain so. So, uh, you know, I also made some poor decisions, took my hand off the pulse and also uh, reaped the consequences of some poor choices uh, along the way. But uh, now all the better for it, most definitely. Well, dude, that's where the, that's where the lessons, um, the lessons come from. I, I, I've shifted my whole way of thinking when it comes to like, oh, I made poor decisions or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah, sometimes there are life decisions that you make that are like, uh, you know, I look back, it was funny, my wife and I, this weekend, we were up, uh, we were up at our, our cabin and we were talking and somehow out of my brain got pulled, like w what I considered to be the worst thing that I ever did to anyone. And I told Beth, and it was almost like a little confessional. And she's just like, 
if that's the worst you got, like you're, you're a freaking saint. So it's like, so it's like, you know, we sit there and we, and we talk about like, I made bad decisions or, you know, you know, things happen or whatever, but like, that's where so much of the juice of the, the, that self-reflection and the, the discovery comes from. So like, I know some of your story, man. I know like that's, I feel like so much of, of where you've come from and the things that you've been through, like that's, it's forged in fire, like who you are today. And like, the person you are and and the the beliefs that you stand on come from a lot of what you've been through and i think that's that's a very human thing it's something that we all that we all go through but you got a pretty unique story man like yeah. if you go down that rabbit hole um you know you've had some tough times that 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 have that have shown, that have put in a contrast the sharp contrast of like the positivity and the good that you bring sure sure yeah i mean i it seems I've always been in, in some sort of, of predicament, whether that was either, you know, by circumstance or environment or uh, choice that uh, I've, I've given myself a lot of opportunities for growth. Um, barely made it here a few times. Um, but through that, like just the evaluating um, myself, um, I was given I, I see it as truly I was given an opportunity to look inward at a, like a time that I wasn't planning. Um, that happened early on in my life when I, I guess to give context to the entire thing, some of the things you're talking about, um, I was born with the hole in my heart here in Central Phoenix, uh, grew up Northern and Central, uh, did that whole route. Um, had a bunch of friends, you know, that I don't need to get into the details of that, you can cut that, but uh, <laughs> broke my leg in fourth grade in a pickup game of football. Um, while my parents were going through a divorce, selling our childhood home, I was at Baptist Hospital in Traction. That's back in the day that they put, you know, your leg up in ropes and did that whole thing. So I was in a, the hospital for a month as a fourth grader, finishing up fourth grade. Uh, parents sold the house, uh, moved, and I moved into a, a new home from the hospital when Straight I was out of the hospital. Yeah, yeah. We, new body cast and, and all had some cool, cool si signatures on it. But uh, yeah, that at fourth fifth grade i was i was met with a new school and some some physical challenges that w i had never experienced and i was athletic on the other side of it so um i was first met with those things early on prior to even even moving over to schools and um as time went on i i went to the world for for things and found myself finding fulfillment in things that aren't fulfilling dude totally <laughs> yeah, yeah. And just choices that come along with that. So, I mean, many of us have, have made those, but um, I, I was, I'm one to be not necessarily extreme, but one to definitely find out the end of something right. as quickly as possible because um, right. I'm, I'm interested in what's next. Um, so with that, uh, I transferred up to NAU eventually, and I ended up getting hit by a train in college. I survived that. Um, friend died in that accident. So... Another point of reflection, an opportunity to look inward, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of good work was happening during the time, but ultimately uh, it wasn't until I got into the the working for myself in these situations that we're talking about, mm -hmm. working for myself, being an entrepreneur, providing, um, being the sole provider, making that money, being the reason of my success um, <laughs> right. was, was also a bad position to have myself in. Interesting. Yeah with that success and and you being the 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 driver of your own success and that leading you down like what was the like that became a fault in the beginning or it became an yeah. issue in the beginning so basically what, what, what all that it? yeah what all that ended up leading into and thank you for picking that up because yeah, sure. I, I was just rambling on but no you weren't <laughs> no you're getting there no i uh so all that eventually led to you know the same person was making the choices and i and i i was drinking a lot i mean i i basically drank myself um to a point where i was i was chemically dependent on alcohol, mm -hmm. you know? And it was a point where I was truly out of control. And it was a point that I needed to be. Mm -hmm. For once in my life, you know, all those other crazy circumstances prior to, right. got me to a point where I was looking inward, but not to a point where I ultimately wanted to make a choice, you yeah. know, to get better. So uh, there was also circumstances I was dealing with in my life as a result of that. But ultimately, um, it was my need and want to better myself and find out what I was about yeah. and where I wanted to go and who and how I was going to hold myself accountable to get there. I'd, uh, I was done being the guy of potential and I was ready to get to work. Dude, um, I love that. Yeah. So 
that's kind of when I started stripping Chris back, getting to the roots of Chris. Um, and I and I don't I don't speak in third person or anything like just that. Just today, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only on but, podcasts. You know, but I, I say that in a sense of <laughs> of like just just as reflecting of, yeah. of who I am, what makes me up, and everything that's inclusive of that. So I, I just had an opportunity to, to to look at those things. We went down as far as food. Um, there were times in my life that I was trying to leave the house, not cost my family more than five dollars. There's just things that I I tested myself with and went back and forth with in order to further my process and myself and ultimately find where I needed to be spending my time. And uh, it's been it's been a long, long process. But like you said, I am thankful for every single trauma, bad choice um, yeah. that I've ever come across. Yeah. Not not that I'd make the same one again, but I'm grateful, you know, for the lessons that in, in the perspective that I now have as a result, you know, dude, it's so interesting. Like I literally within two days, the past two days, I was just thinking about almost that exact same thing. Where like the stuff that I've been through, the lessons that I've learned because of the stuff that I've been through, um, I was thinking about it and I was like, I was like, if I was ever judged by it, if people were like, you did this or like, um, what do you have to say for yourself, sir, for that time that you blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be apologetic. Right. And it's not like I wronged any anyone. I mean, my example of this weekend wasn't wasn't a major thing, you know, it's, and now especially that I aired it, I was like, wow, that wasn't bad. But like but the, the my failings or the places where I where I've misstepped or the um, the 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 points of reflection or the or the lesson points, you know, kind of like you're talking about, I wouldn't have changed any of it. I just wouldn't have. I, I, I feel so um, so strongly that that a lot of the the key lessons that we learn, um, as long as you learn from from your missteps or your failings or your misdeeds or whatever, as long as you like truly learn a lesson from them, like that's the fabric that makes up who you are. Not to say you have to dwell in the past and live in that, you know, if we're talking about the power now stuff, live in the emotional pain body, you know, like go back and go back in time, go and just constantly beat yourself up or like um, hammer yourself for, for past, transgressions and that's where it was a lot for me getting over getting over the weight of a lot of stuff in the past or certain expectations that i put on myself for what i thought was expected of me from other people sure from parents from family from you know uh people thinking that you know you should attain a certain level of success and if you don't you're going to be a failure like all the stuff that like all those are voices that that my own brain created sure so it's like you know, as soon as I learned to put that stuff away and as soon as I learned to to really look at those things in my life and learn lessons from them and ingrain those, like sear them into my brain. And that's where like, dude, you are so full of like those things that have created a wisdom for you that's far beyond your years. Um, and I think it's important to 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 give that perspective, like what you were talking about, like, you know, the stuff, the the drinking and the bad choices and the stuff like that. Like it was almost like it was a. Uh, a hollow, a void that you were trying to fill oh, with things. 100%. And now you found it's still there, but you're filling it with other stuff and it's positive stuff. So like, what is that other stuff that fill, like fills your bucket? That void that was being, you know, you're dumping booze in it and whatever else, yeah. like what, how have you taken that, which is still there? I do a lot of the same stuff. I, <clears throat> the biggest thing was, was the person that was coming to, to whatever that was. Um, so I, family, family has become a, a, a big priority of mine. I would say that that prior to to me making the changes, that the family was something that I intended um, to be the greatest, but probably didn't take all of the right steps in order for that to happen. It was kind of a hope it happens, but not necessarily take the action. And that's kind of falls in line with with everything, right? Mm -hmm. We have asked the anxiety exists where the difference between the the aspiration and the action, you know? So you can have all these aspirations, but if you don't have any action, you're not all you got is anxiety. Such you a know? good point. I love that. I love the the idea of there being that gap between aspiration and action and that being anxiety. I mean, it's so true. Yeah, like I I equate it to um the bells and we've talked about it yeah. and it's it's interesting. So at the time, the reflection of, of being stripped down of all these worldly and material things that I no longer had as a result mm -hmm. of my choices, mm -hmm. I, I had the opportunity to sit there and say, what is it that I care about each day? What is it that I do each day when I wake up and why? And so I 
I figured, you know, it's either a church bell or a college bell or some kind of bell tower that someone needs to ring every day at a certain time and those things. So all of us have our own towers and how many bells hang in them um, is up to, you know, our environment. Some parents give us bells that we otherwise didn't know we needed. Um, some friends do. Um, our culture gives us bells that we we think that we need to have and mm -hmm. go ring. And all of a sudden we have a big, big bell tower of bells that we didn't know how they got there, why they're there and if we need them. So I just started looking at all my bells and broke down which ones I needed to be hanging up in the bell tower and which ones needed to be rung. Um, some people get to a place where they only got three bells and they're shining the hell out of them. And, right. you know, and that's yeah. not a good place either, but, um, Really, it was just a point of self-reflection and finding out like what makes me, uh, why do I get up and do the things that I do? And I broke that down and it got to a very simple place. And when that simple place came, I, I finally had a moment of contentment I've never had in my life. It was running to the next thing or event or um, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. It's It was important to to go through the process and break that down. I really like the idea of that, of, of, of your bell ringing and the, the concept that you brought that up one day when we, when, when me, you and, and Leah were, were meeting, talking business and, and we brought that up. I mean, I love the idea of when you think about your normal everyday life, when you think about the person that gets up and, you know, they wake up to their alarm, they're ringing that bell. And then they're having their breakfast and they're ringing that one. And then they're putting their pants on, they're ringing that one. They're getting in their car, they're ringing that one. They're going to work, they're ringing that work bell. Yeah. And then they go home, they ring their TV bell and they ring their dinner bell. And then they go to sleep because that's what they've determined is what they have to do to, to survive and live. And that, and that really is, it's like all of a sudden you wake up and like you said, there's this giant bell tower with a hundred bells and you're like, dude, which one do I start ringing? And like, that one's not sounding right. Do I need to fix it? And then all of a sudden it's like the bells that are ringing are discordant and they don't sound right together. So stripping it away and, and rebuilding, like what are the, what are the, like, what are your handful of bells? Like, what are the ones that you ring every day? What's the stuff that makes you, that makes you tick on a daily basis? Um, my family, my work, I'm passionate about it. I truly, uh, it's my intent. I truly in, intend to make an impact in communities. So, um, there, that's, that's very real within me. It's a very big fire. Um, where it'll go, I don't know, but it's all been positive so far. So that in itself is a, a big thing is finding out who I am and what I'm capable yeah. of. Honestly, I think up until this point, I haven't, I've been someone who's just gotten by on, on a uh, half effort. Like I've, Charm get, and good looks. Well, I mean, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> dude, I, <laughs> no, but <laughs> my God, no. no, but a smile can get you a long way. And, sure, and like the guy that goes right. to sleep on the pillow at night is honest about how he got what he yes. got. And if, if everyone's being honest and showing up at the table and said that if I didn't use whatever you had in order to get what you wanted, yeah. like that's, that's an occurrence that happens, yes. you know? And I'm just aware of those things and I want to present differently. And I, I ultimately want to the care to be for the for the individual I'm dealing with as opposed to, you know, myself. I I already ran that. Well, well, dude. Right. I mean, well, and then having that care for people and, and you know, you're the, the concept of the guy that puts his head on the pillow at night and knows that he did an honest day's work and did right by people like there's a lot to be said, you know, there there are times where I've interacted with people on, on business propositions and you can see it in them. They're like, profit's it. Like profit is a hundred percent what they're looking yep. for. And nothing wrong with that. That's what business is, is here for is, sure. is to profit. I mean, I run my business to benefit my family. Absolutely. Um, uh, but underneath that, that benefit is benefit to other families is benefit to the people that I'm helping buy and sell is benefit to uh, my staff who uh, I'm hoping to empower and like have them grow and see some cool stuff in life. Um, and so being able to being able to to do an honest day's work and go ahead and put but you know go to bed and put your head on the pillow and know that you treated everyone right i think to 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 your point of like i just keep doing that and the good stuff is going to come or the good stuff comes there's so much simplicity in that the people i don't think understand um and there's something to that manifestation like you're you're the concepts that you've created, the work concepts, the the businesses that you've driven for, it's like like that gap between action 
and aspiration is anxiety. Once you realize that and you start taking the action, it's so empowering. And to be an entrepreneur who has, who has gotten success, who figured out that that success still left you empty, who kind of blew it all up and started it all over again down a different route. Like it's super, um, it's powerful. And it's a story that people need to recognize. Like you don't necessarily need to burn to the ground to be built up, but like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it helps, dude. Yeah. Honestly, sometimes it yeah. does. And I think if everyone reflects on a time in their life when they kind of burn to the ground. Well, here, I mean, like I, the point of it is, I mean, hopefully, hopefully everyone, hopefully everyone's working on themselves. Right. I mean, we've all got our stuff and, it, it definitely doesn't need to burn to the down, but most people don't. Some people, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's the thing though. Like, I feel like when like hitting that, you either you either get to that point, like you were saying, where you're like, all right, now I need to figure out what's next. Now I need to figure out how to really like optimize what I have. Most people don't do that. Most people will will sit there and and I'm guilty of it in the past. Sure. And, I, and and I catch myself doing it now. Most people will sit there and and create a series of excuses. Yeah. Or play victim or be reactionary. Oh, I'm reacting to what's happening. Like what I've realized is, is the more proactive I can be and the more that I just come as myself mm-hmm. and the more that I am open to the more that I know my truth and stand on it that the rest of it doesn't matter. So I'm not reactionary. I'm not getting like pulled around by other people's whims. We were talking about before the cameras were rolling about how um, you get to choose how to respond. You get to choose what mood you're in. You get to choose whether you're going to respond to stuff or not. You get pulled into the gravity of people's emotional outbursts and whatever based on whether you choose to or not. And it's a very human thing to follow that emotion down the rabbit hole. Oh, like we're in an argument and you're mad at me and like you just kind of go with them. But then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I don't need to go. I got an, I got an email. This has cracked my whole team up. I got an email um, last week. I was representing a buyer. We we can't, my buyer canceled the contract for highly permissible reasons to cancel the contract. Not a surprising thing. It was very reasonable. I get an email back from the agent that like, it was, it was one sentence in all caps. It was like, she was yelling at me. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> and I, and I sat there and I looked at it and I just started laughing. Yeah. Um, because her emotion had spun her up. Maybe her client spun up. Like she was fully reactionary to that situation. And I chose by looking at that and reading it to say, I'm not going to engage in that. Like to what end? Right. You know, but like she chose to get wrapped up in the emotion. I chose to disengage. So that's a really tangible example of like how you get to choose. Like someone cuts you off in traffic, like honest to God, unless it puts my family at threat, like Oh, you jerk. Like, yeah. is traffic our place to like assert our dominance? Like, who, who cares? Like, that dude cut me off. He's having a bad day and he's driving like a jerk. Like, I'm not right. going to stoop down and engage with that. So sure. we get to choose the direction that we go and we get to choose the the uh, the path that we take. And that, you know, I think is, is you've reflected, man, and you've evolved your business practices and where you want to go. I mean, you gave up. Um, essentially on a, on a, on a, on a growing, powerful residential real estate practice. I mean, you were growing that thing, man. I saw, I saw your success as you were growing and you literally said, yeah, different direction. Um, talk about that different direction. Talk about what you're doing out in the, out in the, uh, retirement communities. Cause I think that yeah. that's such a good reflection, man. It brings together who you are as a person and who you are as an entrepreneur. And that's where I think that like that crossover and that excellence where you're like, what's next? As long as I put my head on the pillow and, you know, I feel good at night, like the next thing's going to kind of come. Like, it seems to me like that may have been one of those confluences for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, I, once again, it was, it was one of those situations coming off the back end of those bad choices and the results uh, of those. I went and got back into a corporate environment and was fully intended of, of, you know, growth within that organization. But um, the entrepreneurial spirit was pulling and so made the choice to go ahead and, and pop out to real estate because I was familiar uh, with it and plenty of deals that can get done within that. And so mm-hmm. I was going through that process that I realized like I'm not I'm not a realtor. Like I'm a, I have a real estate license, but it's just not I don't intend to do all of the realtor things. Um, nothing against realtors. It mm-hmm. just wasn't it, I just wasn't finding my passion in it. Totally. Um, meanwhile, my grandma had been taking uh, some falls on her own and I started looking into dedicated services, uh, services surrounding elderly, our active adult community. We just so happen to be in, you know, Sun City, one prime of the, one of, yeah, prime locale for uh, retirement. And there happens to be a, a big 
uh, demographic of uh, active adults and let's kind of look at this stuff. And what I found was, is most of the stuff supplied to the active adult community is, is either through, you know, private health insurance or expensive programs. Um, but no one that really outside of a handyman or someone off the street that would come in and do regular preventative maintenance type services for elderly um, to eliminate falls uh, or at least stand in the way of, of some of them happening. Mm -hmm. And so we started thinking about some of these items that led to falls in the elderly community. And <clears throat> some of those things that we identified were light bulb changing, um, fire detector and fire detector batteries and then also air filter changes. Um, those also happen to me since I've got the, you know, background in construction and those things. Those are items that they're preventative maintenance mm -hmm. items, things that affect your air conditioning, your air quality and, and a number of things. But uh, what we did is we created a system in order to just subscribe as many as times as the person would like for our company to come by at a very reasonable price as opposed to some of these ex extraordinary prices for people to come buy a house mm -hmm. just to do some some nominal tasks, right. you know, with the smile. So, right. so I just created the system. Um, we basically on the first show up, show up to the, the customer's home. We replace their, all their fire detector batteries. We would take responsibility for the fire detectors. So no chirps for them, no calls for me cool. or my guys. Right. Yeah. And then we replace, uh, we replace the air filter each month. We bring a pleated one. If they're concerned with, uh, air quality, we bring a fiberglass one. If they're concerned with airflow, the point is like, you shouldn't be doing it. We should be taking yeah. care of it. There's yeah. a big uh, risk involved with, with what you're doing. So for like 25 to $35 a month, uh, we're able to take care of that. It's a no-brainer. And, the, yeah. you know, for when you started describing this to me, I was like, dude, it's such a good concept. I mean, one, how, like, how great is that? I mean, preventing, you think about changing a light bulb. And if an elderly person is getting up on a stepladder or a ladder, I can't imagine my grandmother doing that. I can't imagine. I don't want my mom doing that yep. right now. So like the idea that, I mean, statistically speaking, I, you told me a statistic about the elderly and falls in their own homes doing that sort of stuff. What, what There's some crazy stat that you mentioned. What is it? Like? Yeah, well, the falls, the falls are in the millions um, and only going up as we approach, you know, baby boomer retirement, things mm -hmm. like that. But but what's, what's substantial is like a third of these end the active adult like lifestyle. They're done. They yeah. break a hip, they break, they break, you know, their shoulder. You the know, reality whatever. is that these injuries in this demographic can lead to a, a not a good remainder yeah. of their life. Death so. or a death or a very like hard rehab and immobility. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. And I, they don't want to be a burden and it's a further burden in order yeah. to do those things. Occupational therapy has to step in. So I'm just saying like, we, we, we are so conditioned to go buy something to fix something when we're not, we're not interested in anything preventative. I don't know if everyone's going to be, uh, you know, gung ho about what I'm after and, and doing these things, mm -hmm. but if I can affect a change in the people that do want to, improve their lives like i i'm all for it and, Dude, and we're af, we're after something good yeah i and i think it's great i think that w there was a statistic where it's like you know whatever percentage of falls in the elderly are preventive preventative it's like you if you if everyone in sun city just did this there would be a significant decrease in injury i mean it makes so much sense and it's so it's such yeah. simple stuff but but the other thing is like what we talked about too is the service that you provide to the family like if i live in in north central phoenix and my elderly mother lives in sun city she's gonna feel bad calling me saying son i've got a light bulb out i just know my mom right she, she's not, gonna, not gonna do that right right um so she's gonna try to do it herself and she may take a fall and get injured the other thing is it creates an affirmative obligation for the for the caretakers, for the kids, for the whoever else to be like, hey, mom, how's it going? And like, it's hard in a daily life to check in and be like, well, I'm going to make a 35 minute drive to Sun City to change a bulb and change a couple sure. of batteries and some things and take away from my family and other stuff that I'm doing. Like it, you don't want to say that elder care becomes a burden, but it does. That's just a natural fact. It's it, This is the way life is. And they may not have relatives that live in town, the, the other thing. So it's like, they their kids or whatever can subscribe for them and just know that it's being taken care of in a preventative manner that's going to keep mom and dad healthy yeah i mean it just dude it makes so much sense and the other thing like the 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 medicare part of it like the the savings that can be derived 
by these folks not from a yeah from uh, an emergency care standpoint yeah. and all that like it really is i mean reducing claims reducing claims i yeah. mean it's, it's, bottom line it makes so improving much lives and reducing claims it's literally like eliminating hassle and it's simplicity yeah. and it's one driven from from need base and like dude that was a little you know mental rabbit hole that you went down you're like well why this and why that and what what is going on and like you literally developed this business model just by continuing to peel back the layers of that little onion and now you've got a hyper niche model mm -hmm. that seems to make a ton of sense and be you know imminently expandable as far as i'm concerned sure sure i mean find good people to show up and take care of simple preventative maintenance tasks yeah. uh for people that we care about what what's the what's the name of the company again simply serve simply serve See, yep. and that you've, you've got it in the name too. Yeah. I mean, it is a service. It is it's really service. serving them. And what's great too is, is because of the contracting and, and all that stuff too, we fully intend to have very reputable handymen um, that are able to take care of additional tasks. Cause you and I both know being in the, in the housing, there's, there's a myriad of things that are handled from a myriad of different mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're here to fill a gap. Um, mm -hmm. There is a need out there for professional vetted services yeah. um, to take care of simple tasks. It's awesome, man. I mean, it's such an entrepreneurial niche and it's, it's one that, um, that almost it triangulates what you're about, right? It brings sure. in, it brings in the, the heart, it brings in, you know, the, the, uh, turn and wrenches, um, and it brings in the, the, the service aspect of it. So it's really, it's really an amazing business. Now you focus most of your energy on this right now, right? Right now I do. Yeah. And it's been, a, it's been a natural progression. It was back to, you know, pick myself up, back to corporate real estate. Okay. Construction business has now started. Um, and then ultimately now, yes, I mean, full, full forged, I'm working on uh, community outreach and getting involved in these uh, communities and letting them know that the service exists. Mm -hmm. Um, and then from there we'll, we'll kind of get some feedback and based on that, we'll, we'll see where it goes. But Dude, what's, what's interesting is you and I've talked about it before and it's a, uh, from an entrepreneurial standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, you're entering, when you enter those communities, you're exiting for a good portion of your exiting modernity, right? Like you're like, dude, I, I'm not gonna like Instagram ad these people. You know, I mean, yeah, no, it's a, look, it's, it's a lot the of old West Facebook, there, right? Still, it totally yeah, no. is, right? Yeah. You know, you're going to have to get a golf cart and put signs on it or whatever. <laughs> I'd love it. to get a golf cart. Yeah, you cart. should. I <laughs> you should. I, I, I bet you could pick one up cheap out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, uh, like you, you're leaving the modern marketing space and you're back to like elbow to elbow, like yeah. going into the community center and talking to people like showing up, old, showing up. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. That is actually it. I mean, it's a microcosm for life. Well, shit. This, it it this fell in line. Show. I mean, I didn't put it all together or I, you know, but how, how it's come is that the sense of community and this community involvement and being a part of what you're doing and that fulfillment that comes with it. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it, I think it's awesome that they just work so well together. Like yeah. I, it was something that I didn't fully intend to do, but it fulfills me so much. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. It does, man. And you're, I mean, you're still focused. You still are doing, you know, construction stuff. You're still doing some, um, some real estate investment in construction. You're still doing some real estate, but that's just kind of, you know, you bump into it every once in a while. Yeah. The, I mean, those are all skill sets that, I, that I've had and acquired through the different, you know, the head banging that we've done across here, the Valley. Yeah. And you obviously you've got a, a number of other skill sets other than just being a realtor, which makes you so great at what you do. Um, that just through that process that I've, I'm, I have skills that the world needs in order to get something done. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm able to monetize my day to day and my living. Mm -hmm. um, I don't live anywhere amongst my, my means right. or above my means right. anymore. Uh, yeah. So it's just a real good spot. And I've, I've gotten real um, back to simple and taking care of simple things. And it's, it's become more fulfilling than I ever thought it would be. Dude, it's interesting that you bring up that, that, that simple and that like, you know, I asked you earlier, you know, mentioned, um, you know, with this, with the, like the introspection and with kind of peeling it back, it's like, you, you know, did you self-help books? Did you talk to people? Well, you know, what'd you do? And it's like, it doesn't matter because all of those things strip it down to where you are simple. Like I'm, I've been going through a Darren Hardy insane productivity thing. And like, it is impactful because this dude's like, listen, your life is too cluttered. You're either running on monkey brain, robot brain, or yeah. sage brain. And like the monkey brain is there 90% of the time. Like, oh, oh, you know, something on Instagram. And then all of a sudden I'm like, man, right. I'm 20 minutes into the interwebs. Like I've gotten nowhere. So like that guy's there all the time. 
then the sage brain gets pulled out to like work on projects and really move things forward. And then the robot brain, brain just keeps you breathing, right? So, but all of it is once you create the habit, once you get out of monkey brain and you get sage brain working on something, you create that habit, then the robot takes it over, pulls it back, says, I got this. You've done this for so long. It's, it's, it's normal now. Yep. But the, the simplicity of it is like, if you're up there in that bell tower and you're ringing a hundred bells a day, you're not ringing any of them well. And so my whole focus and part of this, this downtime, part of this like quiet time with COVID um, has been to peel things back and rebuild and look at things in a way and say, what really serves me? Yep. What honors me? What, what's my superpower? What can I focus on? What's my like one or two big things for the week that I can do and drive and then let the rest fall behind. I mean, in, in this insane productivity thing, um, he gives an example of, um, of, uh, Warren Buffett starting the week with like a list of big priorities and then, and then coming up with, um, two or three. And then the next week looking at that list and either pulling some up, but oftentimes he finds that the ones that didn't make the cut never end up making the cut. He thinks they're big deals, but they're not. Right. So he'll just focus on two or three, but it's again, stripping away the complexity, like you look at some of these CEOs and you look at some of the executives and some of the busiest people, you know, they're like, oh man, that guy's successful and he's busy. You look at the uber successful and they're not, they're not. they strip it all down to simplicity. They trust in their people. Yep. They hire people that are smarter than, than them in the areas that they need them to or be more smarter. capable in that area. Yeah. In, in that program too, is talking about Andrew Carnegie, he would, he would, do his work, I believe in an hour a day is what it was. He would show up, he would read memos from his from his various corporate heads, and then he would he would write back suggestions. He wouldn't tell them what to do, just yeah. suggest. Um, and then he'd go and do his thing. So it was super interesting that like the 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 higher you climb on that on that mountain, as you reach the top, it should be getting more simple. Yeah. And if we're if we're spread way out at the base and we're really turning and each step isn't getting us higher, like the steeper it is, each step's getting us higher quicker. Um, and it's just, it's so interesting when you start wrapping perspective onto yeah. the like, man, what the hell am I doing during my day? Like, what should I really be focused on? And most people don't do that because a lot of people get in the mode where the second they start getting reflective, they start getting negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like bad self-talk, yeah. Dude, I mean, and and I'm sure you had to get through a hell of a lot of bad self-talk. That 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 voice in your brain telling you, dude, you can't. You know, you're not good enough. It's a wrap. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no doubt. So, how did you get rid of that? How like that bad self-talk or that demotivating or that, you know, that empty void that's being filled with the negative stuff? How you get over that? Time away from those things that kind of created those uh, feelings or emotions or bad things. Um, it was time and then self-reflection. Um, to your point, like with the books, like I've, I've read a number of, of books, growth books, um, startup books, um, things like that. And then also having conversations with professionals of yourself and, and going that route, which I just think that in general, whether it's someone that writes this book or it's, or it's Trevor Halper and that hasn't written a book, but has good information to share. I just think that we're all a combination of each other and we all have kind of a key that helps the next person in some form or fashion whether that's now or later or whenever that person's ready that so i, I think that everyone's got a valid valid information or point to make and we're interconnected that way and so whether you get it from a book or another person a lot is a lot is learned through either listening or, mm -hmm. or watching someone's action mm -hmm. um that negative self-talk or that like self-defeatist stuff, what, when that creeps into your psyche now, does it first off? And then when it does, how do you tell it to like, Hey, get out of here. Yeah. Piss off. That reminds me of uh, you talking about uh, your branding in your bathroom when you ran into it. Oh yeah. dude. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's real. And that's what I love hearing from other people. Like, how do you, when that voice pops in your head, yeah. like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Well, how do you how do you say like, dude? I know who I am. Like, get out of here. Yeah, more so. I, I don't I don't necessarily get the who do you think you are anymore. Uh, any of that because I I don't lead with myself. I don't think or I try not to. Yeah. Um, and if I do, I, I try to call it out as quick as possible to myself uh, and then move on. But um, to get rid of the thought is just spend more time with the good. Um, spending my 
my time in places that are more fulfilling, things that give back, um, things that are producing. Um, you can spend your time doing nothing so long as that's your what you aspire to do, you mm -hmm. know, and then you could probably find some fulfillment in there. But I, I wholeheartedly believe that we were put here to create and do provide and help. And as much time as I spend in that, I'm not spending in the negative thing totally. and the, I don't, I don't give it an opportunity to leak in. Like I'm, I'm busy and I'm after it. Yeah. You're, you're, you are being proactive in what it, in, in what you're trying to do to meet your goals. I full, yeah. I fully intend to produce something yeah. good. You know, what's interesting <laughs> is like, well, because you have the capability, you've got the experience, you have the, like everything that you've learned to this point has gotten you to where it's like, all right, now it's time. Now it's go time. Right. It is. Yeah. Um, uh, you've heard me talk about Zanzibar, right? Zanzibar yes. Emilio, my, my, uh, my business coach, um, he's as philosophical as he is business. Um, yeah. you know, it's about leading and doing stuff from a higher consciousness. And one of the things that he talks about is, is, um, is human aptitude and is, is if you know that you have the capability to do stuff that will dramatically impact the people around you and you don't, you are not honoring yourself and you're not honoring, you know, why you're here and you're not honoring the people around you. So the idea that you, that you have come to that and realize like, dude, I'm doing this because I know I can do it and it's the right thing to do. And this is going to impact and it's going to sure. be a, a good positive thing. Like you've gotten to that through just self-reflection. Well, it, I, I wouldn't say just from self-reflection. I mean, literally traumas, being hit by a train, you know, almost drinking yourself to death. Um, having some of these circumstances pop up, it, those are big evaluation periods, you know, um, as you're laying in the hospital bed. Yeah, there's there's so many thoughts that, you know, the wise, I mean, the amount of time that we all spend with the wise, it's it's unbelievable. And we shouldn't be spending as much time there as we we do. Dude, I you know, that's a really good point. I, I take the wise and I take the lessons and I try to try to gobble them up. And like hold them in my, like really look at it in its eye and learn it and then say, okay. Yeah. Right, just, just go. be honest for what it is and yeah. then move on. Just. Well, it's interesting that one thing that, that example I keep going back to where I told this weekend, Beth was like the worst thing I ever did to someone. Right. Like I'd been holding that for damn well 20 years and just talking about it and letting it go. I, re I did realize, huh, that, was, that wasn't that bad. Or like I was creating my own, my own narrative for it, you know? So I didn't, I hadn't yet really learned my lesson from it and it was still hanging out there and you were holding on to it for whatever importance you were giving it or whatever reason you were giving yeah. yourself to do it but i bet once you verbalized it it was immediate relief and, and it, Beth it, probably it, it was silly well and, dude it was immediate relief when my wife was like Psh, that's yeah. it and then i'm like well who are you yeah then? you know what do you know yeah what have you done <laughs> should we talk about this i don't think so oh uh but dude i mean okay so through how through your trials and tribulations and through the stuff, I mean, family is so important to you and uh, your wife's support is so important. Um, how has she been a part of, what part of this growth path and trajectory has your wife been for you? You touched on earlier, I mean, where, where I got to and because of those accidents and I had that reflection and I was, I basically got myself to a point where I said, I pictured myself in this rocking chair with my wife. What did my life look like before it? Like, did I show up each day? Did I put my best foot forward each single day? Did I give it my best effort? And so I just, because I was able to, you know, be confronted with death um, a few times that I was able to just kind of say, what do I want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. And I broke it down as simple as, as that. But but my wife would was the one that for the first time she sat there and, and and wrote it out with me and said, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I know you to be better than this. Like, let's figure this out. So while I did all the things that I wanted and most likely want, I probably, if I was honest, I wanted a reaction from her or yeah. wanted her to abandon um, us or whatever the case may be yeah. is when she, she put the post in the ground and said, no, like I, I, I know you to be better. That's amazing. So she sat there and, and we went through the process and none of it was easy. None of it was easy, but we at one point made a choice to go inward and make the, the whole point about our family and, and what we wanted from it, as opposed to what the world was telling us that we needed to do. Dude, what an amazing lesson. What it like, dude, just that thought. I mean, right there, that encapsulates so much. Like we get to choose, do we go inward? 
or do we let the world drag us around? Mm -hmm. And most people just let the world drag us around and then it becomes a blame game. You could have come up with any sort of blame. Well, man, I broke my leg in fourth grade and I got out of the <laughs> hospital and, and I was in a house that I didn't know with one parent. Like that just sent me off the edge and like I've just decided yeah. that I'm never gonna recover. Well, maybe that initially set you off the edge, but sure. you figured out how to recover. But so many people don't even have, they don't even take that reflexive standpoint. They're too busy pointing fingers and and blaming and being reactive and responsive instead of being like, man, look, let, let, let's look inward, let's peel it back and let's 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 dive deep and figure out what we want. And to do that with, with your wife, um, that's super powerful. I mean, Beth and I have had conversations like that where it's like, hey, time to make some changes or time to do some things. Um, but we haven't like, like written it out once we did. Um, uh, but, but having my partner there, like I derive so much strength from my relationship, from my wife and from my family. Like if I'm doing right by them, I'm doing right. You're on it. Yeah. And like, and I know that if I'm doing right by them, that they're going to be right there with me and they're going to be doing right by me. And then it becomes a, a positive energy system and it just feeds itself and grows. Um, but you know, I oftentimes reflect like, dude, if I didn't have, if I didn't have that strength that I have in Beth and I tell her that, like you make me stronger. Yeah. Um, she is a big pillar for me to stand on and lean sure. on and like, um, know that I've got a fan know that I've got a friend, know that I've got um, a cheerleader and know that I've got, you know, someone there to to slap me around when I need it. Yeah, sure. Like, oh, yeah. do you listen to yourself? Like, what? Not like, stop. Like, do you hear the way you just, you know, said that to Haley or Hannah? Like, uh-uh, you can't do it. Like, you're right. You know, it's something that she, she'll tell me. I it, Sometimes it's not immediate. Yeah. But I'll like walk away and then I'll come back out. Like, you're right. You know, um, I did that this morning. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. It happens. It happens. But um, but, you know, the the, the that concept that like you can't it doesn't take. It doesn't take a major tragedy or near death experience or like big trip up in your life to flip the switch to positivity. No, it doesn't. It just takes, it's some little trigger that takes you being like, ah, oh, you like pull your head up and you look around and you're like, oh, I'm just, maybe it's, I'm tired of coming to this job yeah. every day. Like, yeah, I like the people I work with and you know, the pay is good, but like, I, this isn't what I want. And instead of being like, this isn't what I want. When that switch gets flipped to what do I want? And you're able to build it that's when you can really go. Yeah, get specific with with the aspiration and then take action towards it. Like literally people that sit there and will give themselves reasons as to why they can't do it or will put up these barriers. Like I've never walked out of my front door and had someone playing defense. I've never had someone boxing me out of trying to go accomplish what I'm trying to go accomplish. Right. So don't sit here and tell me that someone told you something that like, most of the people don't have a full idea of what that is anyway. Right. And know 5% of my life. So I'm going to go search that out if I intend to do it and then take that process. But so many people will give themselves outs as opposed to sitting in it, figuring it out, working through it, and then having the reward on the other side. Of yeah. It. It's just a, it's we're, a we're, it, everyone likes a quick buck. Well, dude, and the out is a very human thing. I was actually having this conversation with JC in my office earlier today. I'm like, listen, we need to get to a point where on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm doing this from this to this. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. Because when I, when, I, when I do that and I block my calendar, I, like, I fight against it. Yeah. Right? I, give my, I build the out already. Like, and that's what it's a very, the human, the human mind will go to the least confronting thing. And will, that's that monkey brain. You just want to run to it and just, you know, flip through Instagram or, you know, get on Twitter or, you know, go for a bike ride or do what you want to do the easy peasy stuff and not do the like the harder work, the more confronting work. And so it's easy as you're looking at stuff to be like, man, OK, well, I just I just envisioned something that's at the top of the mountain and I got to go climb that mountain to get there. Like, well, there's going to be there are going to be crevasses. <laughs> There's going to be a vertical cliff and, yeah. there's going to, and you just sit there and you just start building all the obstacles instead of building the ways to get around the obstacles. Yeah, building a ladder or, or the equipment you need in order to take along the way. Most of the time, the aspiration isn't attainable yet because you don't have the skills yet. Yeah. So like sit in it, get get the growth that, where you need it in those specific areas, and then you'll, you'll absolutely be able to do it. We're all extremely, extremely capable. <laughs> well, the funny thing is like you sit there like – 
And when you and I are talking about the things like, oh, the mountain that we just built is a molehill to a guy like Elon Musk. For sure. Right? Like that dude, literally, I was watching a podcast with him on it and he's like, yeah, I sold all my earthly belongings, essentially. And they're like, <laughs> dude, what, so wait, you sold all your houses and stuff? He's like, yeah, what I found was that I was accumulating all these houses on this mountaintop um, and I was going to build, I was going to design and build this killer house. Yeah. Um, and then I decided I only have so much time in a day and if I spend all this time building this house, I'm not getting humanity to Mars. I think we should probably go to Mars instead. It's like, <laughs> what? You're you're in a position where you either get to build a house or send humanity to Mars. And it's a legitimate concept. Sure. Right. But it's but it's that that guy when if he had the vision of I'm gonna go to Mars, he knew that there were very difficult steps to get there, but he didn't he didn't throw landmines. Um, or build barriers in front of himself, he started tearing them down. No, those, and those will those will show up on their own, as you and I know. I mean, yeah, like those things are going to pop up out of nowhere, but that that should be expected if you're pushing towards something. Yeah, so you're going to learn the lesson as you go. I got to turn through this and figure out the process so I can then repeat it yes. and or make it or improve it or make it yes. better. You know? Yeah. What is it that perfection is the enemy of uh, progress? Yeah, and that's really it. Like I look at um analysis paralysis analysis paralysis all day an ounce of uh what is it an ounce of an ounce of actions worth uh two thousand pounds of thought oh man i, I like don't know it. that's probably misquoted well, but, yeah, well yeah. i'm gonna steal it and okay. use it and misquote it forever <laughs> find the real quote <laughs> yeah no i'll just yeah, and i'll just put dash chris ellington confucius uh, chris say. yeah confucius <laughs> chris says oh man but um yeah it, it it really does come down to like what's what's the aptitude for what's your particular aptitude and when you when you stretch that aptitude that's when it gets fun and you you start you start popping into places that you never knew you could or you start thinking about stuff that you never knew you could i mean uh one of my mentors says that the the, the best place for an entrepreneur an entrepreneur to be is in a space of 100 percent creativity yeah. So you strip away all the all the nonsense and you're able to be 100% focused on the creative aspect of your business. It's also that human aptitude thing where, um, you know, look at Elon Musk talking about getting to the moon. You look at you talking about um, building Simply Serve and saying whatever your, your stated goal, hey, I want 25,000 subscribers, whatever it is, you look from here to there and it looks real far. But if you mentally get there and then reverse engineer it, it's not. You've been, Brian North always says, man, I've been to the future. I've seen it. Now it's just getting back there, right? And so that that is, to me, knowing that, knowing that you don't have to be at step one and trying to build up to step 100, start at step 100 and build back 99, 98, 97, it changes the entire outlook and it becomes, it, it moves it from being impossible to being possible in a way that you never thought you could do it because you looked at the end and you're like, dude, that's far. How do I even start? Yeah, not even tangible. Not even tangible. It's one step at a time. Yep. Day by day. Get come back to your house one one flight of stairs higher than when you left. Yep. A lot of people, like you said, get rich quick. All the schemes, all the stuff. Like I just want to, I just want to turn and burn. Like, dude, I'm the yeah. tortoise. You can be the hare. Well, the process is going to be the process, right? So long as we're honest about all the variables and everything it's going to go on. So literally time just has to pass and things are going to pop up and you have to deal with them as, as you deal with them. Mm -hmm. You know, the pivot, I think that entrepreneurial pivot is, is a powerful thing that in the last couple of years I've learned is I've, is, is I've moved through my business from being like the, just a straight up transactional real estate agent, like deal to deal, to deal, to deal, to more like, how can I build a business? Um, and seeing the, the entrepreneurial puzzles fit together and then taking a step back and being like, whoa, look what we built. Um, there's so much gratification and self-actualization that comes from that. And like as someone who has self-actualized, like if 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 someone's watching this or listening and they're like, uh, you know, yeah, man, I don't like my job. I don't like where I am, but I've never really pulled back and reflected. Like, what would you say is, is first, like step one, you don't like where you are yeah. and you want to get somewhere else. What would you what, what would be step one? it's a big question um I, I just came up with that you proud of me yeah it, it's good it's, it's, we got another hour um, yeah yeah where no, are we going with this <laughs> no i i think um i think get very very specific with what it is that you thought you might want to do or what you actually like get specific with what that item is and then like you said start start working back what that might look like what are your needs in your current situation? Um, some people get into a situation where they can't make the transition or they're already 
they're already living a lifestyle within a culture that it doesn't afford them the ability to take a step back and you get kind of pigeonholed. So mm -hmm. you get these golden handcuffs. Yeah. You, you're not able to go anywhere. Um, yeah. and so, you know, <laughs> fortunately by running into the ground and that got all peeled back, I was able to start from fresh, but I so, would say, so I would bankruptcy say bankruptcy for step one. Yeah. <laughs> I just burn it down, yeah. burn your house down. Yeah. Send it down yeah, 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 and build yeah. it back up. Yeah. But no, I, I think just get really, really specific at what they're trying to what they're trying to do, and then come up with a realistic goal. I mean, Rachel and I, and my wife, um, we sat there and we we literally came up with our our budget of what it was going to be, what our costs are each month. Um, broke that down. I said, I need to make this in order to make it survive. Like, I'm going to maneuver this way. We're going to live broke for a, <laughs> a while, mm -hmm. but like, there's a long term thought in. And goods involved, and so we're gonna we're gonna take a shot. But I mean, every time that you actually put in the effort of of a thought about, well thought about plan, obviously we can't get uh, we can't know all the nuances of right. it before we get started, and that's where those extra steps come in. But any person can can accomplish those things so long as they become realistic about what they're what they're about to get involved with. I mean, I think if the people that get vague with things and say it's going to work itself out along the way, and, and yeah, there's some of that. But when, when you're not specific about your aspiration, you're going to be left with extra weight, extra anxiety, right? even if you are taking action. An empty calendar is, is the, the bane of, of that. Like if you wake up every day, you're like, oh, all right, what do I do? Yep. You're not going to advance it. You got to plant. You got to like, you have to reverse engineer it. You have to go to the end and, and pull it apart and, and get there. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean people have to be entrepreneurial, right? I mean, if you're peeling back, you're if you're looking at your life and you're like, you know, I am a whatever, I'm a copywriter, and really what I want to do is be a to be a um, sports journalist. Well, you can reverse engineer that too. Yeah, and it may look scary, and that you may not know the exact path, but you can you can take your eyes on it and put it there. You if know? you want to be a sports journalist and you have that inclination, you reach out, to, you you start going down those paths. Like you literally start taking steps towards that path. The people that are doing things are doing things and they're open to other people. Yes. That are also can bring something to the table. It's not like a teardown type environment. The pie is, is so huge. I wish I, I, that's, I wish people would understand that, that how huge this pie is exponential mm -hmm. like that we can't there's not so much that can be divvied up like so long as we produce something that is tangible good a product yeah there's money and there's people that want to buy it right or there's people that want your service or everyone's waiting for you to be your best self or your creative self mm -hmm. or whatever it is you bring to the table mm -hmm. well and it gets hyper niched right it, it becomes like a what is your best you? You know, what, what is, what are my superpowers? What should I be focused on? What should I, what should I kick down, you know, down the line? And a lot of people never even, they don't get reflexive enough to think about what their superpower is. They don't think about, um, what it is that they could be doing to, um, to advance their own, you know, mental state, their own career, their own business, their own stuff. And so, um, it's, it's, it's always good to hear, other people's ideas and stories. And that's where you and I have, have, have done so well at connecting. It's like, it's like we knew each other, but we didn't really know each other. And then right. when we reconnected, it was like, oh dude, we've been through some stuff. And like, you came out all right. You came out all right. Like yep. now we can start talking, talking, you know, real stuff. But, you know, people, you know, just the, the, the empowerment, the idea that you can, that you can authorize yourself to do whatever you want. And that's, uh, Zanzibar also has a, he's got an anecdote that it's like, if I told you, uh, you have to fix the Panama Canal in two days or your wife's going to die. You'd be like, guess she's going to die. The hell do I know about it? And then you start thinking, well, okay, well, what's wrong with the Panama Canal? Well, how do we fix that? Who would know how to fix that? How do I get in touch with them? And you would start like, you think about fixing the Panama Canal or sending humanity to Mars is like, right. Impossible. Uh-uh. You just have to you have to get that motivation or you have to authorize yourself to say, well, if I need it, if I'm going to try to save my wife or my kid, like I got to make this fix, you're darn right. I'm going to do everything I can. And then all of a sudden you realize I just did something that I thought was never even possible. Yeah. Wasn't that big a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, I really appreciate you yeah. coming in. Um, I always enjoy our conversations. I always enjoy our chats and we get, uh, um, we get, uh, we get deep. We also get silly and, 
Um, it's it, your perspective and the stuff that you've been through in your life and the, um, the way that you have come out of, of the, the dark times. And it maybe took a couple dips down there, but like coming up and leading the life that you're leading and leading it as, um, kind of unencumbered from, you, you know, you're not, what I love about you. One of the many things is that you, you're not even competing, man. You're not like, there's no one else that you're competing against. You're, you're trying to do the best you that you can do. Exactly. You're only competing against yourself to provide what you can for your family and do the best that you can for your community. And that the direction you're going and the stuff that I just know, man, this simply serve is going to be huge and it's going to like save lives, like no joke, like it literally will. And that is so, it's so cool to, to take the confluence of all the good and the bad that you've been, that you've been through and all that you've done and to, and to push forward and to have ideas and concepts come that serve others and will also benefit your family. Like right. don't get better, man. So, yep. uh, thank you. It's been awesome uh, having you on. It's been awesome getting to know you more over the last sure. couple of years and can't wait to see where, uh, where we go, man. No doubt. I appreciate, I mean, I'm more than thankful for this opportunity to come speak with you. I'm a huge fan of you and your business. Um, Thanks, man. Like we even we even talk about real estate deals and the fact that you even just take it on. I'm a licensed real estate agent, but like you know, like he, Trevor, like you guys you guys get it. So um, I I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. Um, whatever's next, like yeah. I'm just looking forward to to doing it with all all the other good people out there pushing and and trying to do something um, for everyone. And should be a good run. Yeah, man. Yeah, I can't wait to see what's next. Cheers. Thanks, dude. Thanks for coming. Thank you all for for watching. Uh, and and uh, yeah, catch us on the next one. We'll be out in about a month. Mm -hmm.